I just had so much faith in what I was doing and creating that I came with this confidence and knowing that we were creating something really special. And it was like all the right people, the right situations, everything just got placed in my lap. Like the second I was so on my path and so aligned and cut any security cords, that was the moment like where everything kind of just fell together. We're about to get very real, a little silly, and you're gonna freaking love it. I'm Saren, body image and self-relationship coach, lifestyle, aka everything cute and inspirational, entrepreneur, Pilates and yoga instructor, and spirituality-loving person. Let's get real. We all think the same things. We all have those crazy thoughts. The Soul Speak podcast is here so that we can allow ourselves to have those weird, awkward, unheard of conversations that no one ever talks about and prove that they are normal. Topics on judgment, comparison, inner criticism, sex, lifestyle, and spirituality all will be found right here on this podcast. Each episode, guests and I will not only bring you new ways of thinking, but also bring light into your life all together. Now let's speak soul. Hello, my loves. Welcome to Soul Speak, the podcast. Happy Monday. Hope your week has started off well. And if you're listening to this, then of course it has started off well. Today, I have an amazing guest, as I say every time, but I am really, 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 really excited for you guys to hear this episode. I have a very special guest on. Her name is Corey Zones, and I'll just give you her little intro, and then I also have a surprise for you. So Corey's the founder of Revamp Retreats, which is an international yoga and wellness retreat company that is dedicated to changing the lives of others and giving back to the world. When she isn't traveling the world, her home in a, her home is in West Hollywood, but recently she decided to move her home base to the jungles of Costa Rica. She started her company two years ago at the age of 29 and now has a team of amazing women by her side. She has a deep passion for holistic health, energy work, yoga, and off-the-beaten-path adventures. She is also an avid cat mom, enjoys boxing, and has deep intuitive abilities, abilities that navigate her life. And aside from me messing up every other word while saying all of that, she is amazing. And if you guys like travel, if you like adventure, if you like yoga, if you like uh, energy work, if you like just any of that stuff, or if you don't, just listen to this because you will love it. It seriously opens up your eyes to how amazing and unlimited possibilities and this world are. So further ado, here is Corey Zones. Oh my God, wait, one more thing, actually two. So number one, Just a quick little favor, if you guys have not subscribed to this podcast already, I would so, 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 so love for you to do that and leave some stars, leave a review. Um, It'll really, really help this podcast and yeah, it'll just be very helpful and I love seeing your feedback and it just makes me so happy. But number two, more importantly, I have a discount code for you. I have a discount code for you that Corey so graciously gave me to give to you, okay? All right, so you get $200 off a revamp retreat. 
So all you have to do is go to revampretreats.com, which is linked in the show notes. And when you purchase any of their beautiful, wonderful retreats, which you can look at, there's tons available right now. Um, you just have to type in soul speak. That is your code. Soul speak is your code. I will say that at the end again. So you guys remember. So go check out the website and use your $200 code. All right. Here is Corey for real this time. I can't wait for everyone to hear about what you do and who you are. So why don't you just jump in and let us know? <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm like, where to start? It's been such a <laughs> wild adventure. I mean, even to lock in for a call is difficult because you know, so many time zones and locations and spotty Costa Rican Wi-Fi and all. I know, I know. (laughs) Just in Israel. Um, (laughs) Okay. Israel, Greece next, kind of just jumping all over. But let's see, I'll start with, um, I'm from Vegas. So I'm from Las Vegas, um, which is a weird place to be from. I don't think there's many people that I know of. Um, But I like the typical like I guess what you would expect when you think of being born in Las Vegas like I had a childhood that was a lot about partying and going to nightclubs and just like being very unconscious of my lifestyle um so I kind of grew up with that which is pretty wild to have that upbringing and then be where I am now so born and raised in Vegas and I decided to go to San Diego University of San Diego for college studied business and as my dad expected of me, I was going to have like a very corporate job. I was going to either be like a lawyer or work at a bank or anything very corporate. So that's kind of like the path that I was going. I didn't know why. I never thought about like, why do this? Or I just never questioned anything. I didn't question like society's like roles of what they say we should do. I didn't question like what my parents expected me to do. I kind of just followed the steps of what we all do growing up. So after college, I decided to take a break and go to China. So I went to China for a year, and this is the first time that I decided to do something for myself. So I lived in rural China for one year teaching English. Um, We were the first foreigners they've ever seen in this little city. So that was kind of my first experience that really opened me up to culture and other people and just how life-changing travel can be. But after that, moved back to Vegas, got my corporate job doing marketing and events for restaurants, and I did that for about a year and a half. And one day I went into work and I was thinking like, what is the point? Like this can't be the rest of life. We just go in and out of work every day to make money, to buy a house. Like why, why are we doing it? I just started questioning everything that I was doing, the why behind it and like. So that same week I quit my job. I bought a one way ticket to Europe to get certified to teach yoga. My parents thought I was crazy. My boss thought I was crazy. I had no plan. I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. So I went to Europe, got certified to teach yoga. I thought I'd fall in love with some European, but that never happened. <laughs> At least you got the yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Met some nice boys, but no loves. Um, but anyways, I ended up in Germany with a suitcase full of yoga clothes and it's snowing. And I'm like, cool, next place. So I actually ended up heading to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And I'm in Costa Rica now. I, I actually headed to a place like 20 minutes from where I am now. So it's awesome that my journey keeps bringing me back here. Um, that was seven years ago. And I ended up at this self-sustaining community called Pachamama, where they grow their own food. They have their own money system. Just these group of people that were like, we're not going to do what society says. We're going to create like our own society with our own rules and our own community. So I stayed there for about 10 days with this guy um, leading this retreat. And his name was David Wolf. 
um, who's one of the leaders in health and wellness and nutrition, and he's like mad scientist, crazy and inspiring. So during this 10-day retreat, I just everything that I ever thought that I ever knew was like shaken up. It was the first time in my life where I felt like where I felt like I tapped into something real. It was like my awakening. Hmm. So that was um, seven years ago. I still remember the night that I like called my best friend and I was like in the jungle under the stars and I called her and I, I was like, I feel like my entire life's been a lie. Hmm. And it was finally where like someone told me I could do like whatever it is that makes me happy. Like whatever it is that inspired me. Um, I learned about food and wellness and tons of crazy topics that... <laughs> are so weird. Um, just everything that I, I finally felt connected to. So straight after that, I moved to LA, started teaching yoga. I started health coaching, started doing some nonprofit trips, just like really following my path. And I just said yes to things that felt right and felt aligned and said no to everything else. Hmm. Um, so I did that. And I, I was a cocktail server on the side to actually pay my bills because everyone in LA has like 10 jobs. Mm-hmm. So cocktail server at night, yoga teacher in the day, and just really going after this path. And then um, that led to Revamp Retreats. So two years ago, I launched my company, Revamp Retreats. We run yoga and transformational retreats around the world. And that's been an amazing adventure. And pretty much like our mission is to, to give people what I got, to like have people go on this retreat, take a moment, like get out of the routine, be immersed in another culture, another experience, and take a moment for themselves to be like, to realize like, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? What's your path, your purpose, your passion? Um, things that we aren't really taught by society to do. So that's what we do. It's really fun. <laughs> we, uh, we also give back to all the communities that we go to, which is super important to us. And we dive into yoga and wellness and connection and just have these really life-changing experiences. So that's what I do full-time now. And I I travel the world like crazy and it's been just so amazing. And I'm so grateful that I've created this life that I'm so passionate about. And I get to go on so many retreats, like nonstop with the most amazing, like yoga teachers and coaches and healers and shamans. So my life is kind of like a constant retreat now. I love it. So how long did it take you to get to where you are now then with doing this full-time? So did you say the two years ago or before that, were you still doing it full-time? Um, so I've, so my company, I just launched two years ago. So I've been doing like the, the nomad and the travel life for the past two years. And I think it was the past seven years of like all of the work that took to get here. Um, I had to understand both sides. I had to understand like the view of spirituality and energy work and being a yoga teacher and doing nonprofit work. And then I also had to combine in like the business knowledge. So I think seven years of like all these things got, that got placed in my lap. Like they helped me understand both ends so I could create something um, that worked. Yeah. It's awesome. And you have so many cool trips coming up, I see, and just like all over the place. It's really great that this is yours. Like that's something you have to wake up every day thinking is, oh my God, this is mine. This is me. I made this. It's so cool. I I mean, I forget a lot. It's so nice. People like remind me that I'm like, oh yeah, this is mine. Um, And there has been so many people who are like, oh my God, I look at your life and you just travel in the world and it must be magical. And I remind them like, we all have our ups and downs. So like, I still wake up some days like in tears, like, what am I doing? I'm so stressed, all these things. But 
there is much more days where I just wake up so grateful and just so in love with what I do. And I've also learned to really love the hard times too, and to love the tears and to love the emotions. Like I, I like to say that I run a business from like a very feminine place of doing what feels good. And there's a lot of emotions involved in that as well. So it's a, it's a fun roller coaster. Yeah. I think that's really important in running a business too, because in the corporate setting, there's not a lot of emotion shown. It's kind of, you know, trendy now to bring that to corporate settings. But if everyone could just be honest and open and truthful, I think that every business would really, really thrive. Yeah, definitely. A lot of businesses are ran from like a very masculine viewpoint of what are the numbers? What, like, what do we need to create to do to hit goals and deadlines? And if we can add some of the feminine into that of like, what feels good for us, it really changes the way you do business. So, and I have a very like women driven team. So we always ask ourselves like what feels good and that's what leads us. And it's led us to some really amazing places. I love that. And I think both sides are very important, of course, and studying business, you know, I mean, it's, it's important. Like we live in a world, so like world with human things and it's just like, it is the way it is. (laughs) If we, if we could trade like coconuts and and acai bowls, then that would be fine. Like I would make everyone an acai bowl as I pay because I'm so good at it and I love it. But you know, that's not going to happen, which is sad. When I, when I built my community, I'll have you come and you can do the acai currency. Okay. I'll do the, oh, a psych and it rhymes. Okay. It's meant to be. That's, that's right. That's meant to be. <laughs> so also, um, oh, one other thing I wanted to mention with that, just something I heard in a podcast uh, do you know the Gold Digger podcast with Jenna Kutcher? I don't. <gasps> oh, you'd probably love it. Oh, we'll check it out. Yeah, you would love it. Um, but she meant she had someone as a guest on, and they mentioned how um, she works with her menstrual cycle and her whole team. Oh, works with their I do the same. <laughs> really? Because, oh my God, yes. that's so funny. <laughs> Maybe you can mention a little bit about it because like, you know, there's that creative time and then why don't you just kind of touch in it? It's so good. There's actually a lot more for me to tap in there, but I, I mean, like my background with health and wellness, like I used to work with doctors and nutritionists and really like studying our bodies. And we did all kinds of blood testing and supplements and meal plans. So I got very deep into that work. And one of my biggest passions is studying women's hormones because I have gone through so much with my own hormones that I just got really passionate about like, you know, what causes us to feel certain ways? How can we biohack our bodies? Um, and a big part of it was syncing my work and everything else, like my work, my workouts, the food I eat with my cycle. Um, so yeah, so there are certain times of the month where, you know, I really go inwards and I'm a little more tired and I don't want to be sitting on emails for eight hours. And there's other phases of my cycle where I'm like super outgoing and want to connect and find new teachers and be in groups. So I do a lot of planning around my cycle and how I'm feeling. And I have this theory that like all women should plan around their cycle. And I think all women should take like four days off, like right around menstruation. Like some have it like a little before, some have it during where they're just like really tired and want to rest. And back in the day, (laughs) the olden days, that actually was a time where women would rest. We just live in a society where we don't have that anymore. So I am very passionate about that. And I, I do link a lot of what I do depending on where I am in my cycle. Mm. So how can someone get started in that? If they're just like 
here today There's, and they want to start monitoring totally. So one of my favorite books about this is by Elisa Vitti called Woman Code. And she also has an app called Flow. Um, and that talks about the four phases of your cycle. And that actually gives you recommendations of like what to eat, how to work out, um, everything based on your cycle. And I think for all women, it's different. Some women are like, I'm super sensitive to like energy, the moon, the sun. <laughs> I'm so sensitive to all that. So I feel everything. And some people might not mo notice it as much. But if you are like a big feeler, and if you notice certain times of the month, things are feeling very strongly one way or another. Um, yeah, I would, I would start to track, like tracking your cycle is so important. And then tracking like your symptoms as well. So if you get one of these apps, you can track symptoms and you can kind of like know where you are in your cycle. But for me, like I would say 10 days before menstruation, like everything just starts to calm. Like the amount of work I can do, I need more sleep, I have to meditate more. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think if women were given like the ability to like have that time a little more for themselves and to kind of calm down what they do, I think it would feel really good. I love that. Well, for some reason, it's like coming into my life. So I'm going to start doing it because <laughs> it's also like a good reminder of just, you know, there's some days that you feel like crap and you just don't feel as like, woo, if you're a bubbly person, totally. or you don't feel like yourself, right? That's like, yeah. Weird. But it's knowing that, I mean, okay, even for men too, like, we have these human bodies and they are not programmed to be just like perfect robotic things every day. Mm -hmm. Like everything affects it. No, even, you know, yeah. the weather and it doesn't matter what it is. So like, instead of being hard on ourselves about how we're feeling or what version of ourselves we are, it's, I mean, it's not like blaming other things, but it's just taking <laughs> into consideration and factoring in that. Yeah. That's been a big challenge. I think for me and for a lot of people to be like, it's okay. Like things feel a little more calm today. Like I can't work the same as I always do. Like I can't run to like my boxing and like hit class, like to have so much self-acceptance and so much love when you feel that way is so important. And I think we really fight that. And they say also for men, they say men change seasonally. <laughs> so women, like women's hormones fluctuate monthly. And they say, if you're a man, like kind of look at the different seasons and how you feel during those seasons because that's they say that's how like men's hormones fluctuate slightly interesting so yeah. do you know anything about any certain seasons like when is a good season to <laughs> take advantage of guys and take all their money and I'm just right. <laughs> I've had no I've had no time to study the man part I'm just focusing on the, the woman part for now I'm trying to nail that one down yeah great but, uh, now everyone thinks I'm a gold digger by the way <laughs> Yeah, but I, I think there is so much to it. I think it's a, a space that's not talked about enough. I think women should really dive into it more and pay more attention to it. The more I started paying attention to these things, the more sensitive and the more that I started to like learn about myself. I think before I was super <laughs> conscious about what I ate, what I was doing, how I treated my body. Like I didn't notice. I didn't know during the month there's certain times where I'm extroverted versus introverted, where I want to work more or work less, or if I need six hours or eight hours. And the more that I've gotten super conscious about how I take care of myself, the more I've really understood all of these little details. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like we have these bodies and we can take care of them however we want. And it's kind of cool to think of yourself as nurturing that body and kind of like just playing with it in a way like using totally. it 
in like there's these cool it's almost like having an iphone you know when it comes out with new features or tips on how you could use your iphone <laughs> like there's all these cool untapped tips and ways we can use our bodies mm-hmm. that we don't know about and it's actually kind of fun totally yeah, yeah. there's so much with women's yeah. health it's a big passion there's like <laughs> Some interesting interesting things, if anyone wants to know some other crazy things to try, like yoni steaming. I know, sounds a little weird. What is that? Yoni steaming. It's like vaginal steaming with different like Ayurvedic herbs. Interesting. (laughs) Sounds really wild. Um, I have an Ayurvedic coach that I I do some work with as well, and Uh that is like really helpful for hormones and for different symptoms that women have. Uh, there's so many cool things out there that aren't talked about. Yeah. And also like jade eggs. It's another one. I don't know if you've heard of like crystal jade eggs. No, I haven't. <laughs> we'll leave that one for people to Google. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. It could, sound, <laughs> it could be very interesting. Already from the yoni steaming, I'm like, I, I'm assuming that's like vaginal steaming of some sort. It has to do with that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Yeah, Ayurveda is so interesting. For anyone listening to who doesn't even know what Ayurveda is, look it up because it's really interesting. I learned about it during my yoga training and we went through some Ayurvedic like practices and I will always randomly tap into it. I'll rent like a book from the library and I'll kind of play around with it, but I never actually like follow and go with it. <laughs> but it's, it's, there's so many cool things with it. So. They have a lot of cool techniques that they use. I've never fully followed it, but there are like tons of little things that I've done even um, like oil pulling. I was going to say, I love oil pulling. Yeah. Like <laughs> even when I feel kind of gross, like I, if I just feel big after eating a big meal or something, I'll just do that. And that feels cleansing. And everyone listening, yeah. oil pulling is just putting a type of oil in your mouth. Usually coconut oil is used a lot. And you literally just like vigorously like swish it through your mouth for however long you're supposed to, I think, do 15 to 20 minutes. But <laughs> then you spit it out fresh and you're clean. <laughs> there's one that I buy on Amazon. It's called Audrey something. And like, it has all the essential oils mixed in. So it's a lot easier to do the oil pooling because it oh. doesn't straight taste like oil. Okay. So yeah, there's one I can recommend. We can leave it in some notes. Yeah. Um, and that one, it's like, it says you can also do it for five minutes. So I think 15 to 20 minutes is great. And a lot of people probably don't have time for that or don't want to. So yeah. that's a, a really great one to try. Awesome. Well, thank you. So let's steer again in the direction of retreats. So I'm interested in hearing how you build all of these, how you put them together. How did you start <laughs> finding these people? Like, what does that create? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm like, I know that's a big question. But I'm like, what is it like? How did I do this? Yeah. Um, not too long ago, I was in Thailand and talking with this guy who owns this really big company in the yoga space. And we were talking about revamp and I told him, I was like, yeah, like the first year we had like 17 retreats and I did it all by myself. I didn't have a team then. And he's like, what, why would you do that? Like, how do you do that? Were you working another job at this point or did you have money? No, just, I had, I mean, I saved a little bit of money when I launched revamp. Like I told myself I can support myself for three months. So I'm going to go all out and launch this company. If it doesn't work, I'll figure it out. Like I know I can do something else. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, gave myself a, a three month leeway to launch revamp. And then it turned out like insanely successful the first year. Like I said, 15 to 17 retreats the first year. Um, and when this guy asked me like, why'd you do that? I was like, ah, to, to impress my dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was this like joke, but like also such like a deep core wound 
where I was looking at like why I was trying to create so much and where my drive was for like financial success and to do so much. And like, I was putting so much worth in my work. Um, so I got a, a really good glimpse into that. So that's a whole nother story, but how I created it and how I got the connections, like I've just been in the yoga and wellness world for a long time. And let's go back to this. There is a yoga teacher that I started with um, 13 years ago, maybe more, maybe like 15 years ago now. And I was at lunch with him one day before starting revamp. And he, I was telling him that I wanted to get it started. And I was still cocktail serving at the time. And he told me, he's like, you have one foot in one boat and one foot in another boat and you're trying to take off. He's like, until you cut the cord, you'll never go anywhere. And that really like really sank in. So as soon as I quit cocktailing and started working on revamp, like I just fully went for it. Like I, I told you I could support myself for three months and I just fully dove in. Um, so I would just go to different yoga studios that I love. I'd meet great teachers and I would walk up to them and be like, hey, do you want to run a retreat? And I just had so much faith in what I was doing and creating that I came with this confidence and knowing that we were creating something really special. And it was like all the right people, the right situations, everything just got placed in my lap. Like the second I was so on my path and so aligned and cut any security cords, that was the moment like where everything kind of just fell together. Hmm. So we launched our first retreats in Bali. Um, we had three retreats in Bali and then went to Costa Rica and Tulum and Europe and just ended up doing retreats all over the first year, finding so much success. Everyone came like through word of mouth, like through spreading it in um, the yoga community and at yoga classes. And the very first retreat I ever ran through my company in Bali, I think four people quit corporate jobs that they didn't like, which was so amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just really went for it and started to grow. And then after the first year, I started building my team. So now I have an amazing team of women to support me as well. And it's weird. Like we just, I think when you're so aligned on your path and you're really like in your Dharma, like what you're meant to do, I feel like things fall into place so easily. Mm. So now I really just go with like intuition and gut instincts. And now teachers are reaching out to us or we're finding teachers that we like and everything kind of just falls into place. Um, it makes me so happy. It makes my heart <laughs> just smile of happiness <laughs> for yeah. you. I love Thank it. You. Were you going to yeah. say something else? I don't want to cut you off. No, I mean, that's it. So, okay. It's, it's I have I don't a question. Know. Yeah. So this is like one of those weird, hard questions. And I already asked you about financials, but it's just one of those things that everyone like thinks about and is like, how are these people doing it? So how did you totally. make yourself, like, how did you, how are you financially able to go to these places and to do these things when you also, you know, had a little cushion for yourself, but like the extras, right? Like the plane ticket, how, totally. how is that possible? <laughs> well, the best part of like my company is <laughs> it supports the life I want to live. And the life I want to live is like traveling the world, learning from amazing teachers, staying at beautiful retreat centers. So like my lifestyle is pretty much supported by my company. Like, yeah. well, in the beginning, I'm, I mean, in the beginning, in so the beginning, I know. Okay. So yeah. in the beginning, I'm like, how did it work? I mean, we just started having like our first retreat. We got 15 people. So that paid for the teachers, for me, for like our, all of us to fly out to Bali, for all of us to stay at the retreat center. Like all of this was factored into the cost of the retreat, um, supporting the team to go out there so we could run it. So right away, like it was just supporting us a, a life of travel. 
Um, and then and it just kept that just points going. out too. I mean, honestly, anything is possible. It's so Anything's crazy possible. how possible anything is. You just have to, like, I feel your belief that you had for this. Yeah. I literally mm-hmm. feel it. I can feel you when you're talking about it. <laughs> such a strong belief. Like, yeah, this is happening. And we all know that feeling when you, it, it could be something as little as like a test in high school, right? When you just know you're going to pass, you studied so hard for it. Whatever it is, it's you have that feeling and you just go yeah. towards it and it happens. You make it happen. Totally. And the universe supports so much more when you have like a very clear like path and mission like and are aligned. I feel like you just you just get supported. Um, and it's not always like rainbows and butterflies. Like we had our ups and downs and we had a retreat or two that didn't really work out the way we wanted. Um, but in the end, like for the most part, every single retreat we were running was getting signups was paying for our team to travel and was making the company money and like mm-hmm. able to like save up money in our company's bank account as well to grow our team. I love um, it. So it worked. And the best part is like living in countries like Bali, Costa Rica, uh, Mexico, like it's, you know, a fraction of living in the States or living in LA. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so those times that didn't work out, what, can I have an example, at least one of them? Let's see. Ooh, I have a, <laughs> well, I mean, this simple example is like, we had a retreat that didn't get enough signups. We probably had like four signups mm-hmm. and honestly, in the end, it did work out because I was so determined. Like I've always been so determined with my company, but I was so determined. I was like, you know what? People are counting on us for this retreat. They signed up, they bought plane tickets, like they want to be here and we will make it happen. So the retreat didn't make any money. Like maybe we lost a little bit of money in the end, but we made the retreat happen with I think five people and they got so much personalized attention and they got so close to each other. So it still was amazing. And like, there was no way I was going to email those five or four people and say like, we're canceling the retreat. Like I was just Um. so determined not to do it. Yeah, and honestly, now those, smaller groups yeah. are great too. Yeah, totally. That, like, um, yeah, and now we're just selling out of retreats all the time and getting the people there. And I always have a belief that like the right people are, the people that are meant to come on that retreat always end up there in some way. Like it's like this karma that brings all the right people there that are supposed to meet each other, that are supposed to connect and are supposed to be in that place at that time. So it's so cool to see how, as the week of the retreat unfolds, like why each person was supposed to be there and what their role is in it. Yeah. Um, and a bigger, a bigger mistake, mess up, downfall that we had was last year we ran a retreat in Costa Rica, where I am now, um, at one of my favorite retreat centers that I work with here. Uh, we've been, I've been working with them for a while and they're so amazing. And there was this lady that came on the retreat And she was just kind of mad at life. Like I knew this before she came, like her emails just really expressed someone who was just not a happy person. And now I know that she probably just like wasn't meant to be there or was a big lesson for all of us. But um, she ended up coming on the retreat and, and two of the yoga classes ended up being half an hour late because someone accidentally took our studio. There was like several studios. There was a mix up class was half an hour late. Um, You know, it's part of like traveling and being in other countries and, being able to just go with the flow and take things as is. Um, but she wasn't able to do that. It like really upset her. So she ended up leaving the retreat and like threatened to sue me and told me I was a fraud and told the retreat center they were a fraud. 
all these crazy things. And it really hurt my feelings. I probably cried for like two days. Mm. And then someone told me, they're like, if you're doing big things, there will be people who try to bring you down. So it's okay. Like you have to like, not let it hit you, not let it get to you. Like be able to get those things, get the learning lessons and then move on. And that was one of the, the really big learning lessons for me. And that was a, a bigger little downfall that we went through, but yeah. everything turned out perfectly fine with it. Yeah. Good. Well, if that is the most challenging thing, then you know <laughs> what, you're doing really well. And that's, I mean, that's such a true thing. Like, cause the more you're, yeah, the more you're doing big things, the more haters you're going to have, I guess, you know, it's like, yeah. And especially the more you're in the public eye or whatever, the more you're doing things that also are threatening perhaps to other yes. people. You never know how you came off. She probably like loved you and was really jealous of you. And you, you don't even know, like, you don't know it was going through her head. Yeah. I think we can really trigger other people. Um, especially if you're like really tapped into like your happiness and your passion. And if someone isn't like, it can be very triggering for them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we see that a lot with ways that we trigger other people or other people trigger us. Like when someone triggers me, instead of looking at them, I'm like, ah, why am I triggered? Like, yeah. do they have something that I want? That's Is there exactly. something that, yeah. yeah, like what oh, am what I supposed to some of your triggers? I'm curious. Triggers? Yeah. Ooh. I'm like, oh, so many. Um, <laughs> I've been working a lot lately with like the feminine energy and tapping more into my feminine. Like I come from a background of being like very um, like a very strong, powerful woman, but also running a company and also being very competitive and like going into my masculine. So I've been doing a lot of work about going back into the feminine and sometimes I'll get triggered by like, I'll see, um, a girl posting on Instagram and she has like barely any clothes on and it's like showing off her body and like being super sexy. And I'm like triggered for a second. Like, why would she be doing that? And then I'm like, Oh wait, like, am I, triggered because I have not tapped into my feminine where I feel really comfortable in my body and expressing myself. And instead I could see it's beautiful that the way she expresses herself. Um, yeah, little things or people that maybe like move really slowly and are just so chill. It'll trigger me sometimes because I move very fast and I get a lot done. And then I stop and look at it like, oh wait, maybe I never pause to move slowly enough. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. so good to look at triggers. Yeah. And it's, I think it's a good, um, that's a good example or those are good examples too, because it's good to find compassion in it. It's good yeah. to like, you know, because if you're going to keep getting mad or triggered or annoyed or whatever involved in something else that you really don't need to be involved in, then it's just going to keep happening. So if you can just remember and come back to that, like, okay, they're just a person and then kind of <laughs> it you know, the concept of like, everyone is a mirror. Everything is a mirror. I remember like, I learned that concept long ago when I was 20 and I just did not understand it the first time <laughs> I tried teaching it to me. And I'm like, okay, I don't get it. Like, what if I'm angry with my mom? How is that inside of me? Like, how is she acting in me? And yeah. it's definitely much easier and much more clear to see now. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's sometimes it is still a little hard to see depending on the situation, but. Definitely. I mean, we're all humans and there are some situations where we can bring so much compassion, so much love. And then there are situations where we still sometimes mess up. <laughs> and like, I constantly remind myself, like, I'm having this human experience. It's okay to be a human. And I think like the biggest thing we can remember is to like, to be kind. Everyone is also just having their own experience. And if we can just show up and be kind 
like that's it. Sometimes that's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. I think you are a great human, by the way. You have amazing <laughs> just like points of views here. So <laughs> thanks yeah. for being a good human. I've had yeah. a lot of past lives to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. 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 It sounds like you definitely have. <laughs> but, um, so let's see, where do I want to steer now? So many goodies to talk about here. <laughs> so what has been your favorite like training throughout the years? Like your biggest kind of like, okay, these are my passions. I love it. Obviously traveling, but what are your biggest little pinpoint spin that you love to share with people? One lately that I've been sharing a lot is my passion and interest and learning of energy work. Um, it's a super interesting one. <laughs> For some Wait, people, it's very hard. When is your birthday? My birthday? Oh, my birthday is May 30th. It's coming, oh, up. it's coming up. So you're a Gemini. I'm a Gemini. You are like right next to my best friend's birthday. And Aww. I am a Pisces, Aries. I'm March 20th, so I'm both. <laughs> I love astrology. I'm such yeah. a Gemini. Um, but yeah, my passion has been energy work and like clairvoyant work as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. So for a lot of people, they're like, what, what does that even mean? Um, but about like a, I would say a year and a half ago, I started learning about energy work. Um, some of it was like learning Reiki and learning healing um, but also learning how to, to do energy work through meditation. Um, I'm like, we could do a whole podcast on that. That's a whole nother topic. But the whole premise of it is learning how to see energy in meditation instead of like feel it in our body. So like we're already naturally very good feelers, especially women. Like if someone's hurting or like a loved one, like something happens to a loved one, you're not with them, like sometimes you feel it. Um, or when things seem like coincidence, like you thought of something or you felt something and then, or you thought of a person and that person texts you. Um, so it's kind of like a little bit of that, but learning through meditation, how to do energy work and how to see energy as pictures. Um, so it sounds like a confusing topic. Oh, <laughs> no, it isn't. Like, yeah. So for the past year and a half, I've gotten really into that. And that's played a big role of how I run my company and so relationships and healing. Yeah. So do you have kind of like a mini example of that? Like how you, can you walk us through that a little bit? I know it's a big thing. <laughs> I'm like, that's the confusing one to walk through. So <laughs> like I can explain it with Reiki, like Reiki is a really easy one. Um, but with Reiki and like using Reiki to heal other people or ourselves, um, like you well, go into so the meditation aspect of it, I'm curious about, because I feel like a lot of people know about Reiki. But, <laughs> so you mentioned feeling, feeling in the meditation rather than visualizing, like what is that? Like, yeah, well, visualizing rather than feeling. Oh. So, the, so the training takes a long time. I mean, there's different, like there's actually different schools throughout the US and around the world that teach how to do intuitive and clairvoyant work. And mm -hmm. it takes years and years and years to train. Um, I have people, like, I know people that have went to school for, like, five to seven years to train, like, as much as a doctor, mm -hmm. but pretty much, like, you sit in meditation, and there's different tools that you learn, like, how to run energy and how to do different things, so you can start to close your eyes and see pictures, almost like seeing dreams. Hmm. <laughs> to explain the process of it is, like, it's almost too wild to even explain. It's, like, something you more have to, like, experience and, and go through. But, um, but I've had some really crazy stuff come up with that. Like I've, I've had visions of things before they happen with like 
I have a vision and I journal it all down and I write it all down. And then days later that vision appears. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also work with intuitives like every, I would say every month I work with different intuitives who do readings on me and my own energy, um, to help guide me with business and relationships and where I'm living and what I'm doing. Um, so it's a crazy world. It's a, it's a very interesting world. My ex-boyfriend was a really amazing intuitive and clairvoyant, and that's how I kind of got introduced to the work. Um, before that, I probably would have told anyone who's talked about this work, I probably would have thought, like, you're crazy. Like, that's not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but now being around it and learning how to do it and working with it, it's really helped guide me on my path and with what I do. So a lot of that, like we shared on retreats a lot, like sometimes I'll lead meditations on retreats where I kind of lead people through energy work to see stuff, to maybe see like what could be shifted or changed in their life, what could be cleared, what's next for them. And I kind of guide them through a meditation to help them see these things for themselves. Yeah. I love that. I think it's important because it can be scary too. It could be scary to tap into that. And, and it also, something interesting about like intuition or just any of those visions that anyone has really. So like I went through a meditation one time and I remember basically like having this really, really weird thing happen. And I'm like, okay, I told someone it and they said to me, you know, nothing comes up that doesn't like, that is made up. Like nothing, you're not making anything up. Like anything, anything that is even coming up is relevant in some way because otherwise you wouldn't even be thinking about it or make, like it wouldn't be coming up in any way unless it was relevant or unless it was on your mind. And I think sometimes it's hard to like in meditation, you know, like, the, 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 I can't think of the word, but distinguish between, oh, what am I thinking? And what's, what's um, just my intuition and what's spirit, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And, it's, but it's re- so true. Yeah. Like remembering it's all kind of relevant. Yeah. I, so I did a training, I did like several training courses and like in the beginning when we were learning how to do the work, it was so confusing. I'm like, well, what's my mind making up versus like, what am I actually seeing? Yeah. So there's a lot there. And sometimes what your mind is making up is actually stuff that you're supposed to be seeing. Um, so it's pretty cool. And it's also changed the way I meditate. So like a lot of people sit in meditation, counting their breaths, like having nothingness, like just do <laughs> nothingness, which is also fine and also a great meditation. But now for me and what I do is like I meditate and look at things. So I'm constantly looking at the energy of my company, looking at the energy of my community, looking at the energy of myself and what needs to be shifted and adjusted. So now my meditations are actually doing, but the doing really helps me Mm. on my path. You know, I really like that because it's a conversation that not a lot of people are able to really even have. It's the feeling of everything (laughs) because everything obviously has that vibration and that energy, but like your company, like, or even the food that you're putting in your body, like, how is it? What feeling is all of that? What energy is all of that? And it's, it's, it's something really cool to tap into, but it's also something that you need to allow yourself to tap into because if you just go there and then get out of it, you're not going to (laughs) really feel it. You need to go and stay in that place to really feel that energy and allow it to guide you. Yeah. I think it changes the way you see the world as well. Once you do tap into it. 
Um, and it, it is, it's like, it can be a very out there thought for a lot of people, but in the end, like everything is really just energy. Like scientifically, everything is made up of energy in this like human experience. Like we see things as like very physical, but if you break it down to the science, it's like really just energy that everything is made of, but we see it as very physical and hard and we feel our bodies. But I don't know if you've ever like read, like when we touch someone's hand, like there's actually a very little amount of space in between touching someone else. Like there's just so much to behind the physical world that we see. And it's all really just an energetic world. Um, so if we can see it as an energetic world and start to look at things and look at the energy behind things and know our food is energy. So like looking at our food is energy before we eat it and as before we put that energy into our body, like knowing how to make us feel and if we can look at the energy of someone before they come into our space, like there's so much we can navigate and do. It's like an endless, amazing hole of discovery. Yeah. It's almost, I mean, kind of like you said with that woman that came on your retreat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we, I mean, we definitely feel that with, and even like we were talking about before being easy on yourself with how you're feeling at certain times or certain seasons or days it could really be a big factor of who's around your space, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's all like the food you're putting in. It's all like, you know, say you just had a wonderful giant, like five pound thing of frozen yogurt one day. <laughs> and then the next day or like the day after you feel still terrible, it affects you. It really does. And knowing that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. I mean, yeah. And other people, like we all affect other people's energies as well. Like, one thing I've had to really learn is how to protect my own energy, especially with what I do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, back to the first retreat I ran, which was so unbelievably amazing and beautiful. The day after the retreat ended, I threw up for an entire day. Oh my God. And it was just because I did not protect my energy and I was trying to heal everyone by holding on to their, their pain and what they didn't want. And I didn't realize like I needed to protect my own energy while holding space. So I've come a long way since then, and now I don't get sick after leading retreats. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's a lot to learn behind also knowing how to protect and manage our own energy. Yeah. So I know this is another big question, and I'm, I mean, these are all just <laughs> big questions, but how, how do you do that? How do you protect your own energy? Because I know a lot of people kind of deal with that where they have someone around them that they feel like, okay, I'm, absor I'm absorbing all of this, even if they don't realize they're absorbing that energy but they feel a different way around these people. So yeah. how do you protect your own energy? I'm like, we're going to have to, we're going to have to do a podcast of meditation. I know. <laughs> Maybe another Part time. two. Part two so, would be the meditations. That would be well, wonderful. We'll schedule it. But um, yeah, so before retreat, most times I actually sit down with my entire team and we all close our eyes and I like to lead them through a meditation to first look at the energy of the retreat and the people coming and to see how we can like help them and ground them into the space. And second and most important is how we can protect our own energy. So yeah, it's also something that I do through meditation. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what physical practices we can do other than like some sage and some Palo Santo, which is also great. But the best way for me is I sit and close my eyes and the first thing I try to do is I try to see if anyone is in my space. And it takes a lot of practice to look if anyone's energy is in your space because it's hard to see energy. <laughs> so the first thing I do is see if anyone's energy is in my space. And through meditation, like I push them or like ask them to leave my space. 
Um, and then a lot of times I'll create, like people do it in so many different ways, but for me, what really works is I'll create like a bubble around my energy layer. So not just my body, our energy is outside of our bodies as well. So creating this bubble around my energy body and I have this um, like electric blue light on the outside of that bubble. And I just let everyone else's energy know that this is my space and I don't want them in my space. So I can meet someone where they are, um, but I want to keep them out of my own energy. And then another practice that I really like, this one's been really good for me. Like if I'm feeling a lot of anger or emotion or just going through a lot, I'll close my eyes and I'll see my entire body being wrapped up with like a white light, like almost how you'd wrap someone up with a giant bow. So I see this white light kind of wrapping up and immersing and holding my entire body. And I just, I see that vision and I feel it. And I just sit in that for as long as I can. And I found that one like so helpful, like in work and relationships. And if you're triggered or if you're seeing red or if you're PMSing or if someone tries to sue you and your company, like whatever it is, I sit and wrap myself in that white energy. And it mostly clears a lot of, the negative stuff around you and it brings you back to your center and back to a grounding space. So it takes a lot of practice. Like I've been practicing these for a long time. And I think the more you practice, the more you get better and the more like you can navigate and feel. Um, but they have been like insanely vital with what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you are, you're not like you're traveling too. And that's like <laughs> not being in a safe, not that it's not safe, but you know what I mean? Not being in like just a grounded spot all of the time. You are all yeah. places and you're in different, around different people that you don't know. And that's a huge yeah. thing. Nature. Yeah. Nature's also so healing and oh, so yeah. grounding and yeah. water, like fresh water, ocean water, spring water. Mm. Like that's also so cleansing. And if you can't get into like ocean water, or spring water, even getting into a shower and like really like saying like, let this water cleanse my body. Let this water cleanse my energy. Mm. Um, so just being super mindful and conscious. And I, I, we have a lot more power than we realize. No, and we, we have a lot that we haven't tapped into. Yeah. I'm laughing <laughs> because, um, so I went, I went over to the ocean the other day to Wrightsville beach, which is the Pacific ocean. And it's like two hours away from me. And I just went alone. Cause I'm like, I love water. Like I just, I just felt yeah. like I really wanted to go to the beach and I kept going in and I felt so good. Like water is totally so cleansing, but it was, I was like in this wave, the waves were giant. And then I literally <laughs> couldn't get out. Like I was really trying to stand up. <laughs> These waves kept knocking me down and I looked like this idiot. Like my, I think my pants <laughs> came off and like, this, like these, this crowd of people just like sitting there drinking some beers was like right behind me. And I'm like, they probably like are looking at this person. Like, what is, like, what is she doing? I looked like an idiot. It was so funny. Oh but my God. Her, honestly. Cause like they were like knocking the living crap out of me <laughs> and it hurt. And I'm like, what is happening right now? This is ridiculous. And I finally got out and I probably had hair in front of my face. And I'm like, I looked like the girl from the ring. And I thought, like, this is ridiculous. What is happening? But I felt so good. I felt like those waves were just like <laughs> punching all of the stuff out of me. And I loved it. It felt oh, so good. So Sometimes the universe needs to throw you around a little, you know? Yeah, I definitely <laughs> need to get tossed around. I guess it's better than like falling off a cliff or something. So that was good. I'm, I th I'm thankful for that. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but, yeah. So you've been a lot of places. So what are the like top 
three beautiful places if you could recommend to anyone to go to, what would they be? Okay. I have my top two on like with no doubt. I have to think of my third, but okay. my top two places, um, one place where I'm at right now, I'm here a lot. So of course it's one of my top favorites. It's Nosara and it's this tiny little town. How do you in spell Costa Rica. that? It's N-O-S-A-R-A. Okay. So it's this little, like, it's a little yoga, surf, and wellness town in Costa Rica. I've been coming here for seven years. It's starting to get more and more popular. So if you want to come here, I'd come here soon. Mm. The roads are still unpaved and nothing is built on the beach because the beach is a turtle reservation. So everything is built back from the beach. So the water is so clean. It's a blue zone. Oh know? my God. I'm yeah. Googling pictures and there are just turtles everywhere on one of these Yeah. Beaches. So it's, it's also a blue zone. It's like a huge surf spot. Um, there's a yoga retreat center that I love working with here. It's just this place, like the energy, it's the energy of this place. Like it does so much for me. Yeah. Um, so every time I come here, I go through a lot and shift a lot and work through a lot. Mm-hmm. And the same thing about Ubud, Bali. Um, that. U-B-U-D. Okay. So Ubud, Bali in Indonesia. Um, I kind of say like Ubud is like the yoga spiritual capital of the world. So again, it's this, it's this city in the middle of Bali, maybe not a city, like a town in the middle of Bali with rice patties everywhere and all of the yoga and healthy food and vegan food and spiritual people and healers and shamans that you could possibly imagine. So we run retreats there as well. And Another thing about like this island is it's just so powerful. Um, there's like a something that people say is if Bali like wants you to come to the island, you will be called. And if Bali wants you to leave, she'll ask you to leave. <laughs> and I've gone through a lot on that island. Like I've launched my company after a trip to Bali. I've went through breakups after trips to Bali. I started relationships after trips to Bali. Like, it's just one of those places that puts me through a lot. And I like those places. Like, I like being put through a lot because if I'm going through a lot, that means I'm growing. Mm, I love it. And my third place, I haven't been lately, but I've been there a lot growing up because my fam- my mom's from there and my grandma is Hawaii. I think it's another place where it's like a huge energy center. Like, there's just so much powerful energy on those islands. Um, yeah, Kauai. Kauai is so beautiful and super untouched. K-A-U-A-I. I'm like, did I spell it right? It's a very difficult one, those Hawaiian words. Hawaii, yeah, it looks like. K-A-U-A-I. K-A-U-A-I, Kauai. I had one of my best friends played volleyball at University of Hawaii for grad. Oh, cool. Kauai is where they filmed Jurassic Park. So, like, if you can imagine those, like, mountains and, like, I don't know, just jungle and greenery, like, that's Kauai. But all the, like a lot of the Hawaiian islands just have a lot of beautiful energy and like a lot of healing there. So I think those are my three spots to like really go to if you're looking for healing or spirituality or just something deeper. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing. So is there anything (laughs) else like right now that you kind of have been shifting in that you want to share with us or anything else in general you want to share with us before we have to Yeah. Totally. I've been going through a really big shift in my life lately, actually. Um, After like really just working like crazy, staying up all night on my computer, just doing everything I possibly could to build this company and to create everything. 
lately I've had this realization that like I'm showing people this way of life, like this way of balance and this way of happiness. And I haven't always been doing it because I've been glued to my computer or like determined to create more and to build more. Um, so lately I've had a huge, huge shift just in the way I show up for myself. I've put myself first in like just self-love and taking care of myself and taking time for myself. I've shifted that back from like just giving it out first to giving it to myself first, because the more I fill myself up, the more I can give back. So I've been really changing the way that I work, um, just how long I'm at my computer, how much I'm connected to technology. Um, me and my boyfriend just decided to take a month to three months apart from each other to like really dive into like our own healing, our own past. Um, I signed up for a silent retreat. Like I've just made this huge shift to like be committed to my own growth, my own well-being, my own like just love so I can really show up and give back. So it's been a huge change for me and I feel so good about it. I also have like a full-time coach who just helps me on like uh, just being balanced in my life. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And I love again that you've created all this for you. So I mean, like congratulations. <laughs> because you. And you never know what else is going to be created. So that's just oh, cool so thing. much more to come. It's, it's yeah. only just the start. It that. is really just the start. It's so cool. Oh my gosh. I love it. So the last thing that I, oh, first of all, where can everyone find you? So our website is www.revamp, R-E-V-A-M-P, retreats.com. And on Instagram, revamp retreats. And then my personal Instagram is her wanderlust soul. Hmm, love it. <laughs> all of that in the show notes so everyone can just yeah. And so the last thing I ask all of my guests is if you, if someone asked you how they can hear their soul speak, how they could hear their intuition, what would you tell them? Hmm, what a good question. How they can hear it speak. Um, for me, I, I think it's like, what process? <laughs> I'm like analyzing this question. Okay, let me just go for it. So for me, it's finding stillness, like being in nature and finding stillness and putting both of your hands on your body and asking yourself this question or writing down this question of like what your soul wants and being there with it and, and waiting for an answer. And maybe it comes right away or maybe you have to sit for an hour, but just being with your body, putting like one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, being in nature and just like seeing what your soul wants. I love it. I love it. And you know what? I mean, this is not like in response. This is just a general question. How do you kind of give yourself time to do that? You know, like allow yourself to stay in that space because for someone that felt like they needed to do all this stuff, <laughs> how do you give yourself space to be in that space? It's the hardest thing I've done. Mm -hmm. um, and I've had to put so much work towards it. Um, it takes like, it takes so much work and so much dedication, so much like discipline. It takes discipline to shut off your computer, your phone, to walk away from people. But I think what helped me do it is just realizing what my life is like when I have it and what my life is like when I don't have it. So now it's just making, it's a priority. Now, like when I wake up, just taking a little bit of time to meditate 
um, or just taking some space away from groups. Like I put that before anything else. So it just has to be a choice and it has to be a priority. And if you just choose it for like a week straight, just put yourself first and put those moments first after one week, when you see like what the results are, it helps you want to do it moving forward. Yeah. I love that. I think that's true with everything, with how you eat, how you treat your body, how you treat yeah. other things. It's all the same. It's actually, you said that too, at, um, it's just kind of knowing how that makes you feel. Yeah. Knowing that you don't want to feel the other way. And you just said it again right now. It's all, it's all so connected. So thank you yeah. so much, Corey. We have so much more that we could have talked about, but <laughs> yes, we will schedule a meditation episode. I think that would be yeah, wonderful. Definitely. Everyone would love it. And thank you for coming on and everyone else. I will talk to you next time. And until then, speak your soul. Goodbye. Just kidding. I'm back. To remind you that again, use code soulspeak on revampretreats.com to get your $200 off a retreat. She is wonderful for doing this. And like I said, um, yeah, I don't actually know what I'm saying. <laughs> Just go to the website, use your $200 off code. Again, soulspeak. It'll be in the show notes. And have an amazing retreat. Love you. Kisses.